This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with David Niemeyer and Chris Derrick on classical music. David is a member of the In Concert Board and hosts Sunday Classics on KLZR Radio. He's also a member of the Sangre de Cristo Community Band. Chris is a member of the High Mountain Hay Fever Bluegrass Board and plays the double bass uh, with the Community Orchestra in Santa Barbara, as well as a similar organization in Colorado Springs. For full disclosure, I have been on the board of In Concert. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us and classing up the place. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I remember when I was in junior high, and we'd take field trips downtown to hear George Sell, one of the most famous conductors of the 20th century, and the Cleveland Orchestra. I also remember Andre Segovia in his 80s. Those things still resonate with me. Any early brushes with classical music that come to mind for you, David? Well, I had a similar encounter with Andre Segovia in Los Angeles as a kid. It was a great time. <laughs> and and several other great people like Arthur Rubinstein when he was 94, just before he died. He played at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, and he stood as straight as an arrow. He was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Chris, how about you? Do you have early recollections either on record or live performances? Well, I, was, I grew up in a, a musical family, and so my father regularly took me to concerts at the L.A. Philharmonic. And at a young age, I started playing string bass. And by the time I hit high school, I was playing with the Redlands Bowl Orchestra and the Redlands Orchestra and the Riverside Community Orchestra. So my, my experiences were on the stage playing with some very interesting people and having a wonderful time as a kid. In the world of music, there are many genres. What was it about classical that captured you? My father uh, started as a, a silent movie musician, so his certainly he had a background in classical music, but he was also pretty broad. I, for some reason, bumped my head, I guess, and I became a complete classical music snob. <laughs> and if it was, wasn't written by a dead German 200 years ago, I pretty much didn't have much interest <laughs> in it until I met Ron and Heidi for the Bluegrass, and they opened my mind. And it says, since then, I've actually been to a jazz concert. There you go. Well, stranger <laughs> things have happened. David, how about you? How, why classical music? Well, I don't like singers most of the time because I can never understand the words. And so I just gravitated toward <laughs> instrumental music. And when I was a kid, they gave me a little box. It was 45 RPM records, little yellow mm -hmm. records. And there were two cuts per side, so they were very short cuts, obviously. And it was all classical music. I couldn't pronounce the names, and names like Wagner and <laughs> Chopin, but, but I sure enjoyed the music. What is it about classical music that sets it aside from other genres? Well, it's just that. It's classical music. It's been around for 2,000 years almost. There's a very wide variety of classical music, starting with, what, the early uh, Gregorian periods mm -hmm. and so on, and, and up through the present. Well, it's one of the unfair things, and certainly was unfair to me, is I'm young, my hormones are starting to kick in, and they expose me to Tchaikovsky. <laughs> I heard the Tchaikovsky Fourth. I heard the Tchaikovsky oh. Romeo and Juliet. I grew in a, up in a family that was reading Shakespeare at home, and I was nearly finished. The first time I played in a major concert in Los Angeles, I think we played 
probably one of the Tchaikovsky symphonies. I almost had a heart attack on the stage. It was absolutely moving, <laughs> and I was done at that point. We've all had those musical experiences, I think, and they make a big difference. Now, David, you do a yeoman's job hosting the two-hour Sunday classic show on KLZR. You've been at it for quite a while. What show are you on now? 538. That's, that's amazing. How do you plot out a show with so m- many musical options? Well, you start by looking at your library, and you pull down a piece, then you pull down another piece, try not to make it the same genre, and you measure the time. You have an Excel sheet to keep track, and you, you g- keep doing that till you have the pieces laid out to fill an hour minus a minute for each piece. Mm-hmm. Then you have to write scripts, and then you have to, you know, talk. <laughs> uh, Chris, tell us a bit more about how you came to choose the double bass as, oh, as that, an instrument. Yeah, you get a kick out of that. I'm 12 years old. I am in junior high school. I'm walking down to join the chorus. At, at that time, they used to make us take shop, uh, design, and, and music. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down to the choral room, and this lady bustles out of a room, and she grabs me and says, Christopher, come with me. She was a friend of my father's, and my father was a teacher in the school system. And she walked over, and she handed me this great, big, aluminum bass. Mm-hmm. I've and seen those. <laughs> I have been playing bass ever since. Tell us a bit about the Salida Aspen concert series that's uh, going on right now. I'd like to visit a little bit about how folks can see live classical music uh, in this area. Well, I'd certainly hope that if nothing else comes out of this, that we might get some connection within concert. Because we're up here in the Intermountain Valleys. We have the potential for seeing artists that you might have a rough time seeing in Colorado Springs or even in Denver. And part of our luck is that we are in the shadow of the Aspen School, Music School and Festival. Mm -hmm. And when they started, I think it was in the mid-50s, they looked for an outreach program and they They put concerts, I think Crested Butte was one of them, Salida was one of them. There were four or five of them. Mm -hmm. The only one that survived is Salida, and it's been going for 41 years. And a friend of mine uh, happens to be on the board. He happens to be the chairman of that board, and he one day saw me in Salida. and said, Chris, I I got an open seat on our concert series. Would you like to do it? I said, I'd love to. And I have been very much involved since then, and I've heard some of my – you know, I've heard Edgar Meyer, and obviously you can imagine I, I, that really is mesmerizing to me. And I've heard wonderful people. And Aspen just jams these world-class musicians down our throat. They call us and say, we got six concerts for you. And you can't believe the quality of, these, of the people that come in and the performances. I would think Edgar Meyer would be about the pinnacle for a bass player in terms of breadth of his playing. Well, I'm convinced he definitely bumped his head because <laughs> he you never know what he's going to do. He, he grew up in a family where his father believed, as he told me, his father believed that you begin every day with Bach. Mm-hmm. And he is also the head of, or he is the, the, the bass player for the host band for Telluride. Mm-hmm. He's been to Salida Aspen three times since I've been involved in it. And he started out playing, I believe, the Botticini II, with a string quintet, and they finished that, and he walked over and did a jazz riff, and he had the whole uh-huh. people going nuts. I heard him play with uh, with uh, Yo-Yo Ma and uh, Chris Teeley mm-hmm. just before I came back this winter. Wow! And they played 
nothing but Bach for about 1,200 people for two hours and nobody moved. <laughs> it was amazing. This is his third trip to, to visit us. He asks to come back to Salida. And he's very approachable. I will be doing the pre-concert with him, which, of course, is a thrill for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had quite a bit of time with him last time. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. But, but Joyce Yang, she's one of the top pianists on the circuit. This is her 10th year. She insists on coming back. So there's, there's a lot of talent there. The last time I saw Edgar Meyer, he was playing with Sam Bush and Bela Fleck. And they were playing oh. straight, straight ahead, uh, that bluegrass jazz that they play. So, David, you're part of In Concert, have been for a while. In Concert puts on three concerts at the historic Jones Theater every season. What's on tap for this coming fall and winter? Uh, Well, for starters, Richard Dowling will be there on October the 8th. Richard Dowling is a pianist who, uh, on April the 1st, performed in Carnegie Hall, and he played all of the works of Scott Joplin. And he's going to be performing Scott Joplin for us. That's going to be great. Uh, he's he's from my uh, old town of Houston, I think. So. Yeah, he has a and, store there. And he, I think he mesmerized people when he, he was here accompanying uh, Evan Drockman, Drockman. The, the, the cellist. Who, who's after uh, Richard Dowling? Oh, after Richard Dowling is uh, the Colorado Spring Saxophone Quartet. Saxophone? <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, a, it's a great group. They've been playing together for years. They're professionals, but they're not officially a group. But saxophone quartet music is a lot of fun because it's almost all transcriptions, and so there's a lot Mm. of popular music involved and Mm -hmm. so on. Mm -hmm. And then the last one will be the Denver Brass Five, which means it's a uh, Denver Brass uh, Quintet. And these are all at the Jones Theater, and then the first weekend in June – you host concert right. out at Hermit Southern Park. Colorado Community Band, and it's always a good time. They usually all also do a little bit of Dixieland. All right. And and this last time, they not only did the Dixieland, but they also did Big Band. They did six numbers. And that's a fun time. It welcomes summer. It's an outside concert. Chris, who else is coming up on the Salida Aspen series? Well, this season we had a violinist and a... Uh, pianists, uh, both of whom have been here before. They were young and they played beautiful music. It was uh, William Hagen and Oren Weiss. This uh, the Saturday, the fifteenth, we're going to have Colin Davin, and he's been in the area a number of times. He's a very fine guitarist. He's going to play classical guitar. Then we get the Pacifica Quartet, and they're going to play some Haydn, some some Beethoven, and Shostakovich. I believe they're going to play Beethoven, the last piece he, he ever wrote. Joyce Yang, as I said before, she's going to come back for her 10th year, and she's going to play Grieg, and she's going to break hearts. And I know <laughs> I know what Joyce is like. She will definitely break hearts with the Grieg. Then we'll end the season with Edgar Meyer, and you can't beat that. Uh, we're running short of time, but I want to ask a couple more questions. David, I know you like to cook, because we've talked about that. Now, if you could gather a handful of composers or performers from any era for a little dinner party... Who would you invite and why? From a specific era? From any era. You can mix and match. You, you sure want to have the ones that are uh, eccentric, like Beethoven, for instance. <laughs> I mean, why, why do you remember Beethoven? Because he was eccentric. He was an innovator. Are there any that weren't eccentric? <laughs> Some. They're, they're, they were just good technicians. But, and then I would like to have some contemporary ones. Well, 
contemporary to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shostakovich, for instance, mm-hmm. I just love his music and the fact that he survived through the Soviet regime and managed to still produce what he produced and bring in some Mozart too. Different eras and different worlds, but they you, had so You much know that common. they would like to be talking with each other. They they, they compare notes. So don't, well, don't don't forget Gershwin and Bernstein. Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so go to the mod, go to the semi modern, I guess. So so Chris, let me ask you a different question. If you could sit down with any currently performing artist and pick their brain, who would it be and why? Well, it would certainly be Edgar Meyer, simply because. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm going to have the opportunity because to, it's actually going to happen. It's <laughs> actually going to happen in a few weeks. That that would be a, a real turn on for me. Uh, you know, it's out. Perlman would be a very interesting man to talk to as well. I heard him uh, last winter. It, that those would be interesting people to talk to. <laughs> I met Itzhak Perlman in a record store on a Saturday morning in like Wabash in Chicago. <laughs> I was I was just going in to look at the records, and he was back there signing albums. And uh, he talk about a personable guy. He he certainly was. Chris, you mentioned earlier that you've broken out of the classical mode and you actually even listen to bluegrass or jazz occasionally. Are there other uh, other types of music that you fancy? Well, the bluegrass is because I live with a top mandolin player and uh, in Ron Thomason and then Heidi Clare. And Heidi comes over and we play bluegrass, but this is a little-known secret. Heidi whips out her violin also, and we play. I play the cello parts on the bass, and she plays the violin, so we play classical duets as ah. well. David, how about you? Do you find your way out of classical music occasionally to listen to anything else? Oh, yeah, I listen to just about everything. I really love Broadway music, but I also like ethnic folk music. It's really fascinating, interesting rhythms, interesting colors. And if you just talk about other things outside the genre, you mentioned Chris Teeley and you mentioned uh, Bela Fleck. They're both fantastic and they, they play in both worlds. Crossover musicians are really interesting. As I said, we're uh, running out of time. Chris and David, thanks for uh, classing up the place, as I said on the first part. Classical music is something that a lot of people enjoy, and thanks for letting folks know what's going on out there. Well, thank you. Thank you. We've been visiting with David Niemeyer and Chris Derrick on classical music right here in the area. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 